Hello. How's it going, everyone? Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. If you're a hot dog, what kind of topics would you have on you? Okay, this week, in honor of the fact that Scottathan Staten went to Chicago for a few days for work, we're going to go to the Chicago-style Polish sausage. Mm. Yep, pop seed bun, Polish sausage, mustard, sporty peppers. Sounds fucking awesome right oh, now. Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Yeah. God, I'll celebrate that big bear's win. Woo! <laughs> Welcome to Half the Distance Podcast. As always, I am Matty Fax, joined by Scotty Stats, a.k.a. Scott Nathan Staten, Brian the Professor, and the great skunk hunter Pepe Le Perducea. Uh, this week, we're going to go over our picks, obviously. We're also going to discuss whether or not the Colts are tanking for a draft pick currently. Uh, the most impactful of those very unfortunate injuries that we had to witness last season. A lot season, of them. Or last, last season, last week. <laughs> uh, and if we think uh, any coaches might be fired this season, and also the big midseason trades and which ones we think might be the best going forward. But let's go ahead and start off with the not-so-happy one. Uh, the Colts not having the year that they imagined. I don't think that I am saying anything that anyone doesn't believe there. But they have decided that the answer to their problems is to bench Matt Ryan, who is injured currently. And you would think, oh, Nick Foles knows the offense, yeah. played in it before. Yeah, he'd be great. Nope, not him. Going to go with Sam Ellinger, a uh, sixth-round pick in 2021 out of the University of Texas. He is a mobile Hook quarterback. Hook him. Or don't. I'd say don't, personally. I'd say horns down, personally. But that's just me. That's just me. That's, that's, a, that's a flag violation right there. Absolutely. You, get, uh, you can't even do the horns down. I don't, can you do that in the NFL? I know in college it's a flag if you do the horns down. I'm pretty sure you can do it in the NFL. Good. They need to do that a lot to him. Uh, but mobile quarterback, obviously a bit younger, so maybe won't realize the amount of danger he's in behind that offensive line that has just been a patchwork because of injuries. Uh, as you could tell from Jonathan Taylor's lack of production also, though. The question here is, though, and I realize that Matt Ryan's contract gets a lot more guaranteed money in it if he has an injury that prevents him from passing a physical next year. But is this also, because there's some good quarterbacks, from what they say, coming up in this draft. Is this the Colts starting to do a tank for, not quite a tank for Tua like the Dolphins did, but a tank for uh, C.J. Stroud or one of those guys. Something better, yeah. Let me let me ask you a question because you're you're making an assumption that, first of all, you said that that Ryan was benched, mm-hmm. and and he does have a shoulder injury, mm-hmm. but he's also going in for surgery on the mm-hmm. shoulder. So, would he have played with the shoulder injury and not gone for surgery had he not been benched? Because it, we we got a chicken and the egg here. So, I I think there's. It's an important thing to to clarify. There's two paths to discuss in this one. Well, I think if if he said, I you know for me to continue, it's got to be a struggle, and it was like, all right, Matt, good point. You know, we you know you're going to be benched, but all arguably you're also injured. Are you so are you really benched? And then go get your shoulder fixed because that's good for the team. Get a shoulder fix that would allow him to pass the physical next year. That actually makes a ton of sense. So it's not really a tanking scenario for that reason why he's not playing. If he said, I can play through and then get my shoulder fixed in the offseason, like, uh, we're going to bench you because of that. Like, to me, that makes a lot of sense from their point of view. So Sunday night, Frank Reich was asked about this after the games, and he said, a lot of you are blaming Matt Ryan for these turnovers and lack of uh, touchdowns on drives. He's like, "Uh, it's not the way it is. And, uh, you know, he's our quarterback moving forward. And then Monday morning it was. So we looked at the film, and Sam Ellinger will be the starter. Didn't just say for this week. They also said for the rest of season. Which is weird. 
with it's a weird thing back. to say weird. when you have Nick Foles there too. Like, do you think Jim Irsay had any input on that, or do you think that was a exclusively Frank Reich decision? So while I have, I understand what Scott's saying as far as the injury and need for surgery goes. I think the decision to play the young player over Nick Foles might have come from a management aspect of maybe they do want to start looking at what they can get in the draft next year because this season. I don't have yeah. their record written down in front of me. I think they're three, three, and one. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, like, find out if you have a possible future quarterback. Yes. Early on, so you yes. can start to make the right adjustments for next draft. Absolutely, because also possible. they only have five picks in the next draft. <coughs> the higher those picks yeah, are, the more quality they are, and if they get so, to actually have a record where there's those picks are early in each round, you get a lot more value for trading down in the draft. Is it kind of being mean, given the fact that Matt Ryan is injured? I suppose. But I tell you what, no quarterback looks like they have aged more in the last couple years to me than Matt Ryan. He looks older than Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers combined. He just looks like he is a beaten-up shell of himself. Aaron Rodgers, uh, that's not fair to add that on there because he's, he's, you know, in his his youthful awoken sense, he's really only about a year old. So, um, (laughs) you know. In the sense of how often he's using Hiawaka. Yeah, yeah. So, you know... uh, Tom Brady, who looks like he's 38, and Aaron Rodgers, who's, you know, now a fresh one-year-old. So, you know, that only adds, like, three years to Matt Ryan. That's why he throws temper tantrums like a one-year-old. Yeah. yeah. explains a lot. It's his universal age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> I will point out, though, uh, Matt Ryan has costed him $18.7 million this season to not be the starter. That's an expensive... And it's not like he was amazing through five games no. and then he got injured. Like, they are not getting value for that dollar. Not, not at all. all. You know, man, Jimmy G in the Colts this year might have been their better option. When they were shopping around and they saw Matt Ryan, and to be... To be fair, Matt Ryan from last year is, you know, you could look back and say, and I'm going to pick between the two, Jimmy G, more mobile, um, and and he's not the greatest passer in the world, he's not the greatest vision in the world, but from what we're seeing right now, better. Yeah, So. Yeah. Mm. So I just want to bring up, so I knew nothing about Sam Ellinger, the now starting quarterback for the Colts, but uh, went to uh, Austin Westlake High School, which is a... High school football powerhouse in the state of Texas. There's a lot of uh, Eastern Texas powerhouse schools. There's a lot of Western Texas powerhouse schools. So he had a lot. He had a good upbringing, good record. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Other really good NFL quarterbacks went to Austin Westlake, but in college at UT. And I'm not a big UT fan, but I just love shitting on Matt. So uh, verifiable you know, there. Ellinger led a 41-34 win against Texas Tech. Uh, which basically came in the last 21 seconds. <laughs> and currently holds two UT records for quarterbacks. Oh. For a guy that no one has ever heard of, and I stopped really paying attention to UT football when I left living outside of Austin, you know? Like, I only watched it because I lived right there. Never heard of the guy. No. Never once heard it, of the guy. It, but it goes to speak to the quality of, of athlete that leaves college and gets drafted into the NFL. Here you are, an absolute stud, and there you sit on the bench like, so for a might. couple of years. Yeah. This he's he's about to throw his first NFL. Well, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to throw his first NFL pass. 
Wait, did you say career? pick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's more likely. Yeah. He's about to his first NFL interception. The pass <laughs> has to happen before the pick. So. No, that's true. It'll be his first pass and then a pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Seems fair. Seems fair. <laughs> All right. Uh, more unhappy news, I guess. But let's discuss this. The most impactful injuries from last week. Uh, Debo Samuel. Pull the hammy. He will not be playing this week versus the Rams. They also have their bye the following week. So this is actually, given the way the Rams are playing right now, this feels like a, let's protect you, let's give you some more rest, go into the bye, and then come out of it super strong. Because he played that entire game last week. Mm-hmm. And if he really has a hamstring injury, having two weeks off, oh, yeah, perfect Absolutely. timing. Absolutely. Uh, the and, one and it helps you get McCaffrey kind of sub in right there. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Ryan Tannehill. Got injured. Not sure if he's going to be playing. He's not been having a good season. He's averaging like half a touchdown pass a game. Um, kind of falling off there. Again, though, when you when you trade someone like A.J. Brown, it's going to have an impact on your passing offense. Yep, I don't think yep. anyone can deny that. The one that I really just – and it hurts to watch any of these injuries happen, but Brees Hall blowing out his rookie. knee, such having a such rookie. a good game against a good rushing defense, having such a good rookie year so far. This kid is – this kid was on his way to offensive rookie of the year. Oh, easily. Well, yeah. well, 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 to being in consideration. Chris Olave is on pace for 100 mm. catchers, 1,500 yeah, yards, good and point. Good point. Yeah, I forgot about Chris Olave. That's Olave's. a pretty good rookie year for yeah, a wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good point. Good no, point. As, as someone who had him on fantasy, Brees Hall was fucking crushing. Absolutely. Yeah. Because he was also a great receiving back, too. Um, they did trade for uh, uh, James Robinson from the Jags yeah, yeah. this week to try to offset some of the issues the Jets did. We'll see how that Which works I'm happy out. About. I, works out well for my team in London. James Robinson <laughs> was really not doing anything. Uh, he was getting underutilized. I mean, I mean, well, he's underutilized. The Jags were struggling all around, anyways, um, for for their first few games, and um, and he's a he's a good sub in for sure. Sure, but you still want to see your your uh, high lottery pick. Oh yeah, continue yeah. to do well and build. But so it's good to know <coughs> that he'll he get himself healthy and then come back next year. Yeah. Uh, Chuba Hubbard was injured last week playing. Uh, well, apparently is not going to be playing this week, so Deonta Foreman will be starting for the Panthers. I still cannot believe that they've won that game against the Buccaneers. <laughs> uh, and seeing this Panthers versus Falcons matchup is kind of... Uh, doesn't sound like a game on paper that's going to be a whole lot of fun to watch because I think Mariota at this point is averaging about 14 passing attempts a game. I didn't think it could be possible to go below what the... The Bears were averaging to start the season <laughs> passing, but the Falcons are definitely trying. Yeah, um, yeah. One that also really hurts to watch, just because I just love watching him play so much, was uh, DK Metcalf hurting his knee last week. Um, it's been a really fun thing watching Geno Smith play and be successful, and I, it, it, there's no way you can take DK Metcalf out of an offense and not have a very large statistical impact on a quarterback, I would say. Even though his numbers throughout the season have not been what we'd expect from him, mm-hmm. his presence on the field... Helps out that offense. 100%. Because you can't just all of a sudden, like, well, I mean, now you can. Like, well, let's just double cover fucking hot locket, you yep. know? So yeah, just absolutely. him being a threat has an impact, you know? Yeah, as far as the impact on the game last week, I think Amon Ross St. Brown's injury probably hurt the most out of these. Well, he's like it, their best player but right But he's now. been, he'd been <laughs> sitting out any, so I... Well, right, just because he it, started in the game yeah, and then right. got his first catch, got a concussion. Like we thought, yeah. oh, he's coming Ow. back. and Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the impact that has on their offense in that game. Yeah. I mean, arguably Tannehill is, is it's going to be hard to argue Tannehill isn't the most impactful. Because he's a you QB. Know? Yeah, I mean, Debo yeah. Samuel, you could say he's really, really important. 
Although they just picked up Christian motherfucking McCaffrey. Yeah. Like, okay. I, so is it a big deal to lose No injury Debo? risk there. Sure. Against the Rams, you know, sure. But, like, when Debo comes back, those two are have the ability to be a scary oh, tandem. So. Oh, you put Kittle and Ayuk oh, together with him? Come Holy on, shit. come on. That's insane. So. Um. Alan Lazard is a very big injury, though, uh, because you're still without quite a few of the wideouts that the Packers started off with. So they have, like, Romeo Dobbs and if Christian Watson could come back. Like, this is, like, the nightmare scenario for Rodgers, who is already angry about yeah. the rookie oh, wide receiver. Rodgers is already listed as questionable. Well, it's not like I imagine he's going to play. It's, it's probably one of those. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot what the, what the call good. was. Uh, some, some team from... Buffalo? Buffalo, I think. Buffalo! Buffalo, they're the the Bills. The Bills. People, they they owe people money. Yes. The old Bills. The old Bills. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys think that Rodgers would consider Lazard his his number one wide receiver, or do you think it's kind of just a... I would say he considers him his number one, but production-wise, he has not done a whole lot. Although, to be fair, no no wide receivers have done a whole lot for the Packers this season. Sammy Watkins, though, coming back from injury, so... Mm -hmm. The lizard man, lizard king, whatever you want to call him, who does believe he's a lizard person, yep, yep. Um, at least according to his tweets, <laughs> is back, um, and he is just an absolute... <clears throat> he could go off for 300 yards receiving, and then the next week have no catches. Yep. He is just the most impossible wide receiver to figure out. Um, so I was talking to somebody else that, that really follows football a lot, and they're fully convinced that Aaron Rodgers will not last the season. That he will straight off leave the field during a game this season, and that's his retirement. Just pulling Antonio Brown. I was going to say, if he's pull losing Antonio Brown? to the Bills by like 40 fucking points this week, oh, they're maybe this smash. is the game. You know, you know, losing to the Bills. Losing to the Bills is one thing. Yeah. The, the, the losses the last couple weeks. Uh, I mean, the Giants, Giants nothing Jets. against the Giants. No, no. no. <laughs> nothing against the Giants. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, nothing against the fucking Jets either. Yeah, that team is playing great. They've yeah. got some rookies that are playing good. The Brees Hall injury really hurts the Jets. It does. That it sucks. That's going to change their whole game plan. Yes. Yeah. I saw a clip from a podcast where they were talking about some Scantron 9000, the, you know, whatever stat computer fuck off thing. And they said, who has the lowest such and such score of all teams? Right? And it's the Giants. At 6 and 1, the Giants are considered the bottom team based on these stats. And a lot of it has to do is their wins are so close. It's what one of those odd things like, well, but they're winning, but they're doing it in an ugly way, enough so that it puts them as the bottom You know team. what, though? You give a team enough wins to where they start believing in themselves, mm-hmm. and things start to happen. I, If Evan Neal, who did get injured, knee injury, I, I, not going to require surgery or anything, if he can come back and play, I think right, that's a, very right, helpful. Right, right. Because it should be interesting to watch them versus the Seahawks, especially their defense. The Giants' well, defense is playing very well. But, you know, Evan Neal on the same list we're going through here. Yeah. Now you're talking about no Metcalf on the Seahawks. You know, that's a positive for the Giants, but no Evan Neal that for the hurts. Giants. That's a positive for the Seahawks, Absolutely. right? I mean, those are offsetting right there in, in a lot of ways. In terms of importance for each offense, yep. I would have to yep. agree, yes. Yeah. Um, well, and the Giants, like, even when they won the Super Bowls, they weren't like this amazing. We're gonna destroy every team. They're playing like well, they the are defensive now. line was. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that definitely helps. <laughs> you know? But like you know, you do enough, and their defense is definitely doing enough. Okay, so to so win. Uh, the next four games for the Packers. Jumping backwards a bit here. Mm. 
Okay. Oh, seeing when he's gonna walk off retirement. Yeah. Okay. So we got the Bills. I think he can he can uh, uh, realign his chakras and and you know universally accept his place in the world and the greater cosmic uh, uh, ecosystem losing to the Bills. That's fine. Oh, because in Buffalo, you could just jump the border really easily, find First Nations people with some high-grade right. ayahuasca. Yes. Right, okay. right. Yes, yes. If you yes. lose to the Lions, which also you can jump the fence oh, to that's the Detroit. Next one. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. If you lose to the Lions, that's rough. The Cowboys and then the Titans and the Eagles. They could, they're a, probably going to go two and three in the next. They don't have the easiest path. No. So if they keep, they keep not playing to their potential because they were always going to lose to the Bills. But the Lions, the Cowboys, the Titans, the Eagles... I mean, the could, Lions' offense can can be electric for they, sure. They, they could but, lose all those games. But they the could. Cowboys, yeah. Titans, Eagles, very losable. Unfortunately, they got to play the Bears again. So maybe he's going to hold out. And if, that's <laughs> that's the breaking point right there. A Bears loss. That's what keeps him centered. Yeah, yeah. A yep. Bears loss. He's fucking done. Yeah, that's he's fucking done. Suicidal Aaron Rodgers. I'd be happy to see it. I like that a lot. (laughs) That makes sense. All right. Uh, The Browns also lost David Njoku, who was a big player in their offense Mm -hmm. so far for them, just because they're they're not doing much. But when you lose one of the very few pieces that was doing something. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett, though, loves to throw the tight end. So you lose that athletic tight end. That is a a big loss. And in terms of importance for these upcoming games against the Bengals, they're going to need points yes they're gonna need those points on the board so absolutely especially if big... and uh, i should also point out there's I, I don't know exactly when the injury occurred but jamar chase hurt his hip he's out for the next four to six oh, weeks fuck, that yeah. one is a yeah that's really huge. big that's huge. Yes. the only difference yeah. there is they got two other wideouts that can produce t yeah. higgins and tyler boyd are yeah. also excellent wide receivers they just happen to have a lot of depth to where they can sustain some of these injuries you still have joe mixon at mm-hmm. running back he can mm-hmm. lean on Hayden Hurst has been producing a lot at tight end for them yeah. this season. They just happen to be one of those teams that has the depth that they don't hear what I'm not saying. Losing Jamar Chase is big. Yes. Okay. But they have a lot of depth to try to absorb that loss until he can get back on the field. Yeah. They have other position players that can at least hold their ground. Yes. Yeah. So, but looking down through the uh, looking down through the, the the active status and all that for uh, uh, this upcoming week of games. You also have, and I know sometimes these guys get banged up and they miss a practice and they're automatically listed as questionable. Yeah, yeah. But that includes Mark Andrews for Baltimore. Uh, back Who to the Browns. Also, night. Miles Garrett. Yep. Dallas has Zeke, Micah Parsons, and Dalton Schultz hmm. on the questionable list. The Lions At have At this point, Micah Parsons Hawkinson. is expected to play. Zeke is expected not to. But you have Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. Again, the good teams have depth. Yeah. yeah. And like uh, Zeke Pollard, eh. The, the Raiders, kind of the they've got Josh Jacobs, Different Darren style. Waller, and Devontae Adams on the questionable. Devontae Adams has had the flu this week. I'd say give him a bunch of flu, uh, IV flu. Oh, he should will. be okay. Yeah. Darren Waller, that's a big question because he had hurt his hamstring in the game against the Chiefs. They had the bye week, and then last week still wasn't playing, and that mm-hmm. was after two weeks to rest. Right. So that one is very questionable. Yeah. And Josh Jacobs has been playing like a goddamn animal. He oh. has. Oh. And if he's also and out. That's pro- well, that's... To be honest, that's probably why he missed practice. They're probably like, "We're giving you a rest day." Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dolphins have. Uh, oh, the Dolphins uh, secondary is uh, annihilated. Mostert and and Waddle, yeah. and I was yeah. just and I was just literally just looking at the offensive weapons. But yeah, you look down the rest of it. The Dolphins are in real yeah, trouble. Like Waddle did like a yeah. walkthrough practice yeah, today right. or yesterday. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I mean, of these injuries, I think DK Metcalf, Jamar Chase, and Brees Hall are probably the most impactful. If listen, the Titans aren't getting much out of their I quarterback don't... anyway. <laughs> who's so who's who's stepping in for Tannehill then? Uh, they just drafted a kid uh, this is, year. Is, is Mariota still on the Titans? No, no, no. Mariota's a starter for the, the Falcons. Uh, Falcons. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Titans, hold on one second, I'm going to have to pull this up uh, because I cannot remember the name mm. of this kid. They just drafted him, I think, out of Liberty this year. But, so well, while you're looking that up, what, oh, oh, that was uh, Malik... Uh, Malik Willis. Yep, yep. Um, Very good running quarterback. Yes. I don't know how good of a passer he's going to be. Here's the thing, though. you got a young rookie quarterback stepping in. What's a young rookie quarterback's best friend? A running game. Mm-hmm. Who do the Titans have? I'm trying to remember here. Who's, who's the Titans' What's main running back? What's his name? Oh, yeah, King Henry. And they're also playing against Houston, who has given up a ton of rushing yards yeah. this season. Yep. What's yep. the best recipe for success with a young quarterback? Hand the ball off. What's the best way to do that? Run the ball against someone with a terrible de- yep. run defense. Yeah. The, 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 which, the stars are aligning for Malik I mean, Willis to have a pretty good game if he plays. All season yeah. anyway. Absolutely. So, yeah. He played for Liberty. So, you know. <laughs> Uh, it, you're not always playing the top competition, and you know. Then again, Liberty did try to make their way around and try to hit some really big schools. But at one point, he was considered the the number one QB he available was. in the draft. It was a weaker draft for sure. Yeah. But that still says something. Yeah, you know? it does. So absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's discuss what coaches might get fired this season. We already saw Matt Rule get fired, and for good reason. Oh yeah. The yeah. Panthers have been awful since they signed him, and they also. Basically gave him like thirty million dollars to walk away because those coaches' contracts are fully guaranteed. However, you have the Commanders, Ron Rivera. Uh, their their record so far this year, uh, three and four, not awful, not, not awful. Great. I, uh, but he also just hasn't had much success so far. The fourteen I, and nineteen through the three seasons. I that think we have. it's tricky because uh, with the whole Dan Snyder stuff, he's a level of stability and has, you know. Some okay cred. I don't dislike Ron Rivera. Oh no, I like just, him as a coach. He's just he's just been on a really rough team behind a management that's arguably really fucking toxic. So no, I, I, I think every bit of noise you've heard this season tells you how toxic that right. that management group so, is. So so, but right. do, does do whoever the powers that be, if you know Dan Snyder does disappear, do they say one hundred percent clean slate, or do they say no, Ron Rivera? Is at least one more year of stability, and let's keep that. I, sure. I, I think objectively, any any GM or owner would say Ron Rivera is a good coach. He's just mired in a terrible franchise. Is he though? I mean, he was with Carolina for like a decade. I mean, it took him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and then drove that team to the ground. Well, Cam Newton's inability to produce at the same level yeah. also didn't help. Yeah. Him. Insisting on drafting Sam Darnold also doesn't help. He didn't draft him. Oh, he didn't? They traded for him. He was drafted uh, okay, by the Jets, okay. yeah. which is where uh, quarterbacks go to die. Yeah, uh, no, or no. Chicago. I, not anymore. <laughs> now Chicago. Not anymore. <laughs> I, I think most GMs or most of those players would only say good things about Ron Rivera. Well, I said players do love him. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to argue that, but at some point, Dan Snyder is, because Dan Snyder is one of those, he, his first few years on the team, he spent the most in free agents. Mm-hmm. He brought in all the big names who were all over age, and you know, on the decline and never really produced. The man has always spent money for the team to win. However, he just, yeah, from the the management area of football, uh, everything you read is just how toxic and awful of an right. environment that yeah. he has created. I, I'm going to put money on Rivera sticking through. Okay. Sticking through. Uh, 
you can also bring up the Lovey Smith uh, issue. Uh, granted, they had a coach they only kept for one year last year who I'm still surprised they fired considering he had that team ready to play every week. He had Lovey Smith as defensive coordinator, which was helpful. But that's my biggest concern. Like, they're only looking for, like, temporary replacement coaches at this point. Yes. Because they got a lot of draft picks coming up, especially after the, after their, their trade in the offseason to get rid of a little bit of an albatross around the neck yeah. of their quarterback. My, my concern <laughs> with Lovey Smith is uh, if the organization doesn't see him as being uh, the offensive guy because he's keeping Texas doing some really fun things this year for, you know, the kind of rough yeah. shape that they're in. With no talent on the team, and that's basically. And that, that's his yeah. defensive mentality. Yeah. Is he, you know, if they can take some of these extra picks that they've got Make some good offensive moves. Is he the guy for that? This man got a team to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman at quarterback. Uh, yeah, keep, keep, yeah. But keep him yeah, there. Now, and you, now, you have to find a home since then. Now, to be fair, having Brian Erlacher, Lance Briggs, and a lot of guys on that defensive side had a big part in them making that. Oh, and the greatest punt kick returner of all time in Devin Hester it also won them quite a few <laughs> games. And that offense that was not great with Rex Grossman got the best starting field position you could have asked for that season. My 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 vote if it was if I was in charge, keep him around, bring in a, a really top notch offensive coordinator. That's yeah, what I would say too. Be, I, I do like Lovey Smith. I think he's a very good head coach. There's a couple teams I think I want to bring up here though. Yeah. Detroit's one and five. Detroit had a top pick this last season because they were terrible last season. I love Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell is fucking staying. I and I'll this is this is my soapbox for all of these because he's been there for one year, but Detroit has been through this. They've been miring their way through so many ugly things that it finally looks like they've got a squad with some energy and some excitement. Yeah, their their record says otherwise. But energy is going to bring fans in. Energy is putting people watching these games, and and their offense is going to get him there. So he's the right person, at least through one or two more years, <coughs> to keep them moving along. At some point, when the defense gets there, and if they can't produce, then you got to see him go. I think Dan Campbell is the energy behind the shift in Detroit. Okay, and it would be a shame to get rid of him. Okay, Nathaniel Hackett, Denver, two and five. I realize it's his first year as head coach. I fully realize that. This season, I think everyone can admit, well, the blame has been an him. unmitigated disaster. And the question is, where does the blame go? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah. Russell Wilson has not produced. But then the offense just... in general has not produced. The defense is a defense that could win you a championship yeah. if your offense was doing anything. But you see and some of these clock discussed... management issues. Well, I agree. And we discussed uh, ad nauseum in our, some of our shows that the, the this is a, an offense that is not easy to pick up. It requires timing from everyone on the offensive side. The line, the wide receivers, the backs, the tight ends. Everyone has to know exactly what's happening in order for this offense to work. Is Russell Wilson a system quarterback is the question that has to pop up then because he wasn't very good last year, even before his injury. Got bailed out because he had Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Yep. There's a lot of questions there in my mind. The other one I would like to bring up is... Cliff Kingsbury. I realize Arizona's three and four. I, he just got a massive contract. Uh yeah, he did, and their offense is not producing. But if he if how do they get brought fire? in to fix the offense? Like so, that means they're they're gonna fire him with like I think they believe two hundred something yeah. fucking million on the table or whatever stupid nah, contract like he got. Five million, but yeah. Oh, it was it's uh, stupid. It wasn't that much. I, I feel like it was it was a lot of money. Like I would be more concerned. Good coach, I think, but Kyle Shanahan. 
I think Shanahan like injury plagued for two years. Three, three, three years. years. Yeah. Yeah. COVID brain. I, I Shanahan He's got feels all like the a, pieces. He feels like a tough one to me because because of legacy. Taking to a Super Bowl, taking to an yeah. NFC Championship, yeah. Yeah. and right. But look at him this season so far. I, I mean, I think I, I don't think he'll get he'll get cut during the season, but. If I was him, I'd be kind of watching my back a little bit. I'm surprised you haven't brought up... I'm, uh, I was about to bring up the Browns. Well, I, I think Matt LaFleur is plausible as well. I do not. I, no. don't, th- I don't think so. No. 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 I'm surprised you didn't bring up McDaniels. Well, I have him written down. Oh, McDaniels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. From, yeah, from, from, from yeah. Las Vegas. Um, or also Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen is his first year. I, I So? No, I agree. First year I there. agree. Dennis Allen also didn't bring in a big free agent uh, quarterback. He's playing with Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. This is not Drew Brees at quarterback for the Saints. This yeah. is a team that's having to find a new identity now, especially, you know, Sean Payton's gone, and they are mired in salary cap hell for at least two to three more years. Yeah. So you're going to need a very constant presence on that sideline. And because Dennis Allen was with Sean Payton, I part of me thinks the ownership group for the New Orleans would be like, we're going to have him weather this storm, and once we're out of this salary cap hell, bye-bye. Let me float one more at you. Okay. You're not going to like it. Matt Eberfuss? Yes. No. I only say no because the GM and he, it's their first year, the ownership group knew this was a rebuilding year. They have jettisoned so many aging players. They've completely redone the roster. I think there's only like 20 to 30% of the roster left from last year. They knew there was an issue. The salary cap is a huge issue for them this season. Next season, they that changes remarkably where they have double the cap space. Well, the as a, as a Bears fan, do you believe that Eberflus is, is the guy to turn this offense around? The offense? No. Is he the guy to turn the defense around? He's the guy to turn the defense around. He's the guy to turn the culture around. Okay. And I actually do think Luke Getze, who was only the quarterback's coach for the Packers, uh, there's been enough flashes from the offense, especially this past week, and I realize everything looks better after a win. But the fact that they're seeing that they needed to make changes, not just see that, but then make those changes. Make the changes in the play calls. We have an athletic quarterback. Why are we relying on him to run in a passing, obvious passing situation? Why aren't we doing more designed runs for him? They're starting to do those things. They took their little, they call it a mini-buy after a Thursday. Looked at the entire team, top to bottom. What are we doing wrong? What can we do better? I like that from Eberflus, to be like, we're not just going to sit on our hands and be like, we're going to have a losing season. We are going to look at this. We're going to find out where we can still improve. So who's your number one pick for for uh, the next the next coach to go? I'm saying Ron Rivera. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Cleveland's head coach uh, Kevin uh, Stefanski, who we haven't even talked about yet. And I realize they're waiting for Deshaun Watson to come back, but this man's team has underperformed for a couple years now, and you have a lot of good players on that team, and their defense keeps having disasters, and I realize that you know there's injuries you can't help to avoid, but at the very least, they should have fired their defensive coordinator like two seasons ago, <laughs> you know, and it's like, 
you're, the head coach keeps sticking with this guy, keeps sticking with this guy. Well, at some point, heavy wears the heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yeah, like you chose not to make a change. Oh, your staff falls on you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually think Kevin Stefanski for the Browns right. is my pick for right the, right. the right first on. one. Okay. All right, let's talk about a little bit of trades real fast before we get into our picks. Uh, big one, obviously. Christian McCaffrey went to the Panthers. Panthers got a second, third, fourth, and fifth round pick. The fifth round pick is actually in 2024. The second, third, and fourth are in 2023. Um, this is interesting because San Francisco also doesn't have a first round pick this year because of the t- trade for Trey Lance. Yeah. Because this year interesting because now you don't have a pick until the fifth round right now yep. in the draft. So you better hope you like your team. They're making a statement that we like our team. Also, yeah. you are in a bad spot for the salary cap. Bosa's up for an extension. There's a lot of players out there up for extensions that they have on their team, and Bose is going to yeah. be expensive. And Christian McCaffrey is the most expensive running back and you as just far as I'm aware. All of his contracts, every yeah. single yeah. bit of it. Yeah, which is why you don't get rid of Shanahan. Exactly. Would you know? But hey, if a healthy San Francisco is going to be a fucking scary yeah. squad, well, next we got year. more than half a season left. Well, and I realized oh, yeah. that Kansas City throttled them. However, it was the first week with McCaffrey. They're still integrating oh, him into yes. the offense and having him there opens Kansas things City, up. come on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the NFC really here for the 49ers. Yeah, right. Can they be better than the Eagles and the Cowboys, which are their main co- or the Giants, which eh. is their main competition Thank right you. now as far as records go. <laughs> as far as records go. But can they be better than them? Well, if that defense is healthy and Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brendan Ayuk and George Kittle, I mean, that's a lot of talent right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't even have to be that accurate with the ball, throwing it to him, as far as McCaffrey goes. Mm. Like this is a huge win for Garoppolo for those little dump off passes. They're going to get you 10, 15 one yards. Of them catch yeah, it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the the fun you can have, Debo Samuel in the backfield, Christian McCaffrey in the slot. Like, there's all kinds of things you can do with this. You could put one at fullback and see how much yeah. a linebacker enjoys covering Debo Samuel. <laughs> oh, how great! I, I mean, <laughs> how great would a Debo opens up the line for McCaffrey. Oh, my God. Ten yards down the field, Kittle throws an amazing block for a 50-yard touchdown. I mean, yeah, you, you can know? just, you, your mind can start seeing where Shanahan's like, oh, this mm-hmm. team can be so good now. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a fascinating trade. But, again, going into next offseason, like, you're going to have to figure out a lot of shit with your salary cap. Yep, yep. Uh, just yesterday, the Giants traded Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs. He was a first-round pick. He hasn't been able to stay healthy, but they yeah. got a third and a sixth back for him. And he was actually the pick that they got because they traded back in the draft to allow the Bears to move up to take their star quarterback right now, Justin Fields. The only, the well, only thing that I... We'll see if he's a star. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I don't like about all of this is there's still no quality wide receiver one or two. Do you know what it tells me about the Giants? They have a lot of faith in Wandale Robinson, mm-hmm. Robinson who mm-hmm. just came back, mm-hmm. and he has looked quite electric on the field. Yep. I will tell yep. you this, though. Kadarius Toney went on the field. Yeah. Electric. I, it was. It, it's a bummer to see him hurt all that time. It's a bummer to see him go. Hopefully that we can do something with, with a third and sixth round pick. You know, yeah, because he had so. flashes, but we never really got to see yeah. what he could yeah. really do. Right. In terms of the rich get richer... My Bears did trade Robert Quinn, who only has one sack this season, but last year had 18 and a half, I believe, mm-hmm. to set a single-season record yeah. for the Bears. Got a fourth-round pick back, and the Bears, from their end, have young guys that have been producing when they've been, on the, been able to get on the field that they obviously wanted to get more playing time for. Robert Quinn, I believe, thir- he's either 33 or 34, so an aging guy. 
gets him off the salary cap for next season also because his contract is not small either. Um, so for them, I, I understand that, again, this is a rebuild year. Yes, they're trying to win, but they're still having to look to the future to get as many picks as they can to try to get this roster in shape. For Philadelphia, this is a Super Bowl or bust type of move to me. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like they had an inj- I cannot remember for the life of me the name of the, the, the defensive lineman that they had get injured earlier this season. But this is a... Yeah, get another, another guy in there, veteran right presence in. that can slide right in, yep. come yep. screaming off the edge like he always has. Um, big move for Philadelphia on the defensive side, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like I really, I have no <clears> issue <throat> with that trade whatsoever. Good for both teams. Yeah, yep. really, it is. Um, Dallas traded uh, for Jonathan Hankins. They wanted to shore up their running uh, defense, which is one of the things that if you're going to say that their defense has weakness, it's kind of hard to say this year. But if you were going to pick one, it would be the running game coming at them. Try to shore it up uh, for, I think, so it's a seventh-round pick, and Vegas also gets a 2023. I'm sorry, Dallas got Hankins and a seventh-round for a sixth-round. We'll see how it works out. Yep. Very unfortunate one is the, uh, at least because of the Brees Hall injury, is James Robinson going to New York. Jacksonville gives up a conditional sixth-round draft pick. To me, this says more about Jacksonville saying Travis Etienne is our running back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they were able to get something for James Robinson, who was an undrafted free agent. So really, and he, he's still recovering from a torn Achilles. So you're getting any kind of value back? That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I think. Uh, and then also we had Arizona <laughs> trading for Robbie Anderson from Carolina, who Carolina kicked off the field the first week yep. with their interim head coach. <laughs> and they got a 2024 six-round pick and a 2025 seventh-round pick. So... Some guys that are going to be in college soon <laughs> uh, will be going there. It's interesting for Arizona in so much as Hollywood Brown's on the IR for a while with a yeah, foot injury. Yeah. They did just get DeAndre Hopkins back, though. So it'll be interesting to see where Robbie Anderson fits in. He is a, can, like, whoop him in the shade. Robbie Anderson's a, a perfect addition to drop in there unexpectedly. Yeah, so. and he's a burner. Yeah. He still yeah. has speed for yeah. days. Yeah. And Kyler Murray having that to open up the mm-hmm. offense to where DeAndre Hopkins can just – do his thing, which he stepped in last yeah. week. Yeah, ten catches, hundred eight yards. Like, okay, yeah. guess you were in football shape while you were out of <laughs> out of playing because you were suspended. Pretty impressive. Of these these traits, I do think the Christian McCaffrey one is oh, obviously the clearly. most impactful. Yeah. Um, but it'll be very interesting to see how the other ones work out because I do think Kadarius Tony, if he could stay healthy, give those Chiefs another playmaker. That seems so it's, unfair. It it all, but he has the ability to be. Um, Exactly what they don't even need because they're so fucking dominant. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, like they they, they did replace Tyreek Hill in the aggregate. Yeah. They have more big plays this season, like plays of twenty yards or more, than they did with Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. at this point last mm-hmm. year. Which sounds crazy. I know yeah. it really does. But Juju Smith Schuster's got some big plays coming. Marcus Valdez Scaling. He's not a wide receiver you can rely on to be your number one all the time. If you've got two last names and play on Kansas City, <laughs> you're doing fucking great. <laughs> So I think that some of these trades really can be interesting. It'll be fun to see if anything else happens before the trade deadline shakes out. Probably. It's been a weird season. Yeah, it really has been. All right, so our picks for the week. Uh, obviously, being Friday, we uh, we, all, we all we all picked Baltimore over Tampa Bay, of course. Yeah, we saw that coming. Multiple injuries, Mark Andrews down. I sure you know, fucked uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, I saw Baltimore beating Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a dumpster fire right now. You know, that's another head coach. I like Todd Bowles, and there's a lot of different issues that caused the downfall there, but Todd Bowles would be another coach to bring up. That's a good point. Real good point. Yeah. Uh, do, do they fire him and have the, the GM step back onto the field there? 
Ooh, ooh. Do you think he wants to? Absolutely not. Not with the dumpster fire he's looking at on nope. the field. He might be thinking about retirement after the season. Uh, so, yeah, we all picked Baltimore. Good on us. That's right. <laughs> so, and I promise you this time, it is a 9.30 a.m. game Easter time. It is in London. Yep. <laughs> this isn't an error on our part. Denver, Broncos country, let's fly. <laughs> Across the Atlantic to jolly old London to take on the Jags. And, and what I can only say is we're sending more teams to score European football scores. And and to fly across the, uh, fly across the pond, with your with your weird fucking quarterback, saying that he spent four hours doing stretches and walking up and down the aisles, Just jumping up and down while everyone like, else was sleeping, doing burpees. Because like, oh no, he's imitating a Monty Python skit. <laughs> That's what he was doing. He's adjusting to the culture of England. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, at, weird, weird walks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> at this point, I do not know if Russell Wilson is insane or just such an odd person that was a, that does march to the beat of a very weird drum whose rhythm does not exist. Both. Yeah. Yeah. It could okay. Be both. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Jacksonville on this one. Uh, I, I think it'll be really interesting to see how well. Trevor Lawrence could do against a really, really good defense. Um, but I think that the Jacksonville offense has just enough more in the tank than Denver can produce on offense. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Denver's going to be tired because some asshole was keeping them awake <laughs> during the fight. You know. Yes. Uh, for me, I think this comes down to uh, some plays in the passing game obvious against Denver because their rush defense is so good. But I think Travis Etienne out of the backfield with some big catches for some long yeah, games I think it yeah. ends up being the difference here. I do see Jacksonville winning this game. I do not see a high-scoring game here. Um, I'm going to say, I mean, it's Denver, so it's going to be field goals. I'll go 17-12 uh, to 12 Jacksonville. I'm going to say very similar score. Very close. Um, I think Denver pulls this one out. Okay. I think they forced two fumbles and a pick six. Ooh, yeah, oh, yeah, right on. I All like right. it. I like it. I'm with Maddie. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, but I, I, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think the Broncos are going to win this very comically somehow. So I'm taking the Broncos. Trevor Lawrence steps out of bounds to get a safety? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he's, like, he, he sacks himself. Some shit like that. Like I'm hearing like the Benny Hill soundtrack yeah. already in my head. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh Side note, if you play fantasy football, that is a 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. If you're on the West Coast, that's a 6.30 a.m. time to figure out which Set your, your team Saturday set night. Set your team Saturday <laughs> night. Absolutely. And set a loud alarm for alerts for anyone that's on those teams. Uh, after that, we get into the afternoon games. Carolina travels to Atlanta in the battle of the holy shit, someone actually has to watch this game on TV. Um, I disagree. Carolina surprised the fuck out of everyone last week. I said they do it again. Hands down. I don't think it's a surprise if they beat Atlanta, though. No, but, like, performs just as well as it did last week. I mean, against Atlanta, oh, yeah. it's not a big deal, but... No, I, I, I agree. I mean, Carolina... <laughs> this is so weird to say. Carolina has more playmakers than Atlanta. And yeah, Even I say while that's a, losing McCaffrey. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> DJ Moore is a very talented yeah, wide yeah. receiver. I think Deonta Foreman is underrated, yes... It's been a few years, if you remember back in the day when he was with Houston, he was a very good running back. 
blew out his Achilles. It's four or five years since then. Last week, I believe he had 15 carries for 114 yards. This is a guy that runs hard no matter what the down is, no matter what the score on the, on the, on the scoreboard says. Uh, Atlanta, I don't think that offense can do a whole lot against a very feisty Carolina defense. Mm -hmm. And Mariota, the beginning of the year, was doing better passing the ball, but I don't know if he's broken 150 yards. He's in the gone last to four just games. running half the time. Yeah. yeah, and they're not throwing to their biggest threat, their tight end that they yeah. spent yeah. so much on in the draft a couple years ago. I don't understand it. And for some reason, their head coach last week, while they were just getting blown out, was like, yeah, "We're just going to hand the ball off, going to do a little running game here." Like, I don't know what the plan is in Atlanta, but it ain't working. And I actually say Carolina does get a second win for their interim coach. But, you know, I, I'm not going to I'm not gonna be so definitive on this one. I, I am going to pick Atlanta. Um, I'm, I'm taking the safe home field bet. Um, I, I think Atlanta's been more consistent in terms of uh, their locker room. And as much as Carolina has maybe more in the arsenal, they're all over the fucking place right now. You never know what's going to turn up with them. So I'm taking the safe home field bet going to Atlanta. Atlanta also down their top cornerback this week. Just pointing it out. No, I like that. It doesn't have to change your mind yeah, at no, all. Like I, the Panthers I, are kind of like bad news bear style of play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Also a very Benny Hill type game. <laughs> In case you don't know what it is, yeah. I, I think it's a 50-50, but I'm, I'm going Carolina. All right. My beloved Chicago Bears, fresh off a stunning win. I, I, yes, I did not pick yes. them to beat New England. I'll be honest with yes. you. Yeah, like, 100% stunning win. Uh, there's there's that the fact that they were going against one of the the best minds uh, in in football, and he wasn't able to to crack that. I'll tell you. I'll Fucking tell you what. Yeah, man. It'll be the last thing I bring up about last week's game. But I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah. At least on this on this podcast. <laughs> Well, the thing I loved the most was had had the, 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 the New England Patriots won, Bill uh, Belichick would have passed. Vegas says over-under on that being true is 17. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> had New England won, Bill Belichick would have actually passed Papa Bear Hallis. Oh, he needed that win. Oh. To pass him on the all-time wins oh. list. And the Bears said, fuck you. Okay, I, maybe that's why they won. That uh, 100%. Pure, I, yeah, it was, I it was know uh, that. Uh, I was really disappointed because I was in Chicago watching the game at a bar, not not the, not the not the game itself, uh, but not the stadium. And there's a massive trade show in town. I am I was not at a place where townies were hanging out clearly because no one gave a fuck about the game. And I'm just sitting there watching the Bears with GHS on their arm, going, "Not today!" Like the the universe does not come together for this. You will not overtake Hallis. Against the fucking Bears, soldier fucking, I yeah. found well, that England, yeah. so great. Yes, so great. I, that when I saw that in the pregame, I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck. So the universe doesn't align like that very often, and I was glad the Bears said, "Fuck you, mm -hmm. universe." Exactly. So it might cost us every yeah. win the rest of the season. I don't know who we traded our souls oh, yeah, to for that no, win. There's yeah. wins you won. So, <laughs> yeah. And and to follow up with that, their wad is now spent, and they're gonna get smoked by Dallas this week. <laughs> yeah. That's my pick. I say Pollard gets 150 yards, three touchdowns. <laughs> I, I'm going with Chicago. I, I have never been such a Chicago There you go, fan man. Until Monday, but I, fuck it. I'm, I'm going with them. Give me Chicago over Dallas. My mind says... My mind's telling me no, yeah. but my body... 
Yes. My body is yeah, yeah. telling me yes. Uh, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Chicago by three. Fucking get him, baby. <laughs> love it. I'd love it's to see it. love it. I would it's love to see It's probably going to blow up in my love face, it. but I'll tell you right now. The professor sitting to my right would love to see my team beat the Cowboys. And for all my buddies that are Cowboys fans, I get it. You know that I'm saying that I'm going with my heart and not with my head. You know what I'm hearing, what I'm saying. Micah Parsons, amazing. That defense, amazing. Dak Prescott, playing. CeeDee Lamb, playing. You might not have Zeke, but Tony Pollard is electric. There is no reason we should win this game. We already know Brian's pick because, as always, he will not ever pick nope. Dallas. Chicago. That's right. By three. I like it. All right. Uh, Miami with a defense that is very battered. Yeah. And a quarterback who almost had four interceptions last week had the Steelers' defense been able to catch any of them. Yeah. Travels to Detroit in what showcases two defenses that cannot do anything. I am hoping for another Seattle-Detroit level of scoring. I want a 49-45 to game. give me. But I'm going Miami. Comes out on top. They have the more most playmakers on offense. I say Miami pulls this out, but I do see a high scoring affair. I really want a high scoring affair. Of this I want a thirty five to twenty eight Miami. That's exactly wins. what I was thinking. <laughs> no field goals yeah. in this game. All None. fucking touchdowns. That's Absolutely. exactly what I was I, thinking. Yeah. I, I really wish that Amon Ross St. Brown was healthy because he would he would really keep that scoring uh, potential. As up. of now, he is supposed to play. Okay, all right, because yes. so, it was concussion so, protocol, no, no. but I, so I don't... It's I don't... weird. Campbell came out afterwards okay. and said right. he was not diagnosed with a concussion, but because of the ataxia, which, for those of you who don't know, means some issue with movement or walking initially after the hit. Yeah, of course. We all know ataxia. Yes. Um, I had the ataxia 2600 when I was a kid. Not diagnosed yeah. with a concussion, but they put him in the protocol Great. to be safe. Okay. And you know what? That's the way the NFL is going to be now. Good. So accept that. And I do say if I'm on Ross A. Brown, and by the way, they're supposed to have DeAndre Swift back also. He is supposed to be back, uh, yeah. With yeah. those guys on the field, they're going to score on Miami, but at the same time, Detroit does not have a defense that can stop Tyreek yeah. Hill and Jalen Waddle. So I'm, I see a high-scoring event. I'm there. I'm also with Miami, but I know, I'm know i glad to hear that report on Amon Ross, uh, I'm on Ross A. Brown because he's just so fun to fucking watch. He is. Let's let's just go touchdown after touchdown and just like oh, yeah. oh, who's yeah. who's gonna fuck it up first? Absolutely, I'm, I'm here for it. And with Jared Goff and Tua, you know someone is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pick Miami as well, but God, as always, I'm pulling for Detroit. Yep, yep. Nah, fuck those guys. All right, Arizona travels to Minnesota. I'll be honest here. I'm taking Minnesota. I'm taking my. Uh, I'm gonna go by. Ooh, we'll go 28 to 14. I, I think Minnesota's offense is ready to explode right now. Uh, Dalvin Cook finally getting going a little bit. Had an off week the last game they played. But Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Osborne. It's also a one o'clock game, so you don't have to worry about prime time. Yep. <laughs> From the, Always good for the prime time lights. Yep. Really putting the, the quarterback uh, into a daze. Uh, I, I am taking. Definitely Minnesota over Arizona in this one. I again, I think twenty-eight to fourteen. I, I am taking Minnesota. Um, I think Minnesota gets in the lead, and then Arizona starts getting, which is which is all about Kyler Murray. He just loves those like, he gets this weird burst of energy, and it's like, oh, oh I, I got to pay attention now, and like like, and then he he starts starts cooking, and then they've got wide receivers available now that he can yep. really play to. They start coming back, but I mean Minnesota, I think they're gonna. 
pound this one out. It's going to be, you know, under under a touchdown in terms of score. I think it's going to be a fun one to watch. I think it's really close. I think it's, you know, decent scoring in the 20s. And I think Kyler Murray tries to do the Kyler Murray thing where he runs 9,000 yards in one play, but he gets fucking hammered mm. end of game. Yep, I'm going Minnesota too. I, I think it'll be close. I just, I think Kyler Murray's going to do what he normally does and just implode in the third or fourth quarter. So I'm taking Minnesota. All right. Uh, Las Vegas. Got their second one of the season last week. This one's tough now. Travels to New Orleans. This is a very it's difficult tough. game. This is to a pick. tough one. Vegas' defense is not great. I could see Chris Olave having a massive game here. Alvin Kamara, I think, finally gets in the end zone for the first time this season. Which is the stupidest thing to ever consider happening in week eight. In week eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The problem is Taysom Hill goes in for goal line snaps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Um, but. <clears throat> If Andy Dalton is still starting at quarterback, I see Andy Dalton doing red rifle things. Yeah, yeah. And I see Vegas. If Devontae plays and is not out after having this flu, Vegas by four. You say it hinges on Devontae. If Adams oh. is not playing, New Orleans by three. Oh. So I, 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 I'm banking on the three guys that are listed as questionable for Vegas uh, <coughs> between Josh Jacobs and um, uh, Waller and, and Devontae Adams. I'm banking on them playing when I say this. I think that those weapons there are greater than when it comes to New Orleans. Uh, I think Josh Jacobs has another fucking This would be a hell of a defense to game. do that against. Exactly. Because this um, defense is actually legit against the run. He, I think he, so uh, he's a, he could become the fifth player in the NFL with at least 150 scrimmage yards and rushing for a touchdown in four straight games. Oh, wow. That that would tie, that would join LaDinglin Thomas and Larry Johnson, Priest Holmes, and Terrell Davis. And this is the fucking team to do that. So if they're all there... I think Raiders have got it. I, th- that being said, low-key, I kind of dig what the Saints are doing, and they're they're in this weird, tough year. they got so many fun things going on, but at Raiders, this is going to be their third win. On the back of Josh Jacobs. I disagree. I think even if all three of those players play, Saints are going to pull this one out. I think, especially if Devontae Adams is healthy and Josh Jacobs is healthy and playing, it's going to screw up their game plan because they don't do either one of those equally well. Mm. When one of them is hurt, like that. one of them takes it up a notch, one of, you know, vice versa. When they're all healthy, it's it's kind of an implosion, I think. See, I, I disagree. I, I know they haven't played up to snuff, but for some some part of me still thinks the Raiders are, are better than their record. So g- give me Vegas over New Orleans. Oh, I fully believe that, too. Yeah. In a game I would have, on our next one, I would have immediately gone Patriots over Jets, especially after the Patriots lost on Monday night. In an embarrassing fashion, I would normally say Bill Belichick gets that ship righted in a hurry. And yes, the Jets' offense is lacking, especially with Brees Hall hurt. However, that Jets' defense Mm. is not a fucking joke. 
they have a defensive line that ripped right through Green Bay's offensive line mm-hmm. that did horrible things to Denver's offense. Oh, and by the way, Sauce Gardner is going to take out your best wide receiver. You are not going to complete passes <laughs> on him. I think he, I think he gave up three catches for 14 yards against Cortland Sutton last week. Like yeah. Something ridiculous. Like He is awesome. I see the Jets winning this game, and I cannot believe I, I just said too. that. I, I do, too. Oh, so, oh, no, I'm with you. Uh, it's, so it's so And it's funny. not just because I live in New York. I legitimately would never pick Bill Belichick coming off a loss to lose to the Jets. No. no. I would never do that before this season. But the only reason Zappi had the success he did last week was two blown coverages. After that, he was terrible. Just as bad as Matt Jones was before him. To, to, to me, I don't care what Belichick can do and scheme You've got these two quarterbacks, one who came in out of nowhere and was doing really great things, and, and Zappi has the potential to have a really great career. Also just like Mac Jones, but they're both really young, and I wonder about their pride. Mac Jones getting pulled, does he have the ability to say, fuck off, I'm this is my job? Does Bailey Zappi, you know, coming off of that, like he got, he got brought in, you know, <laughs> Let's point out also, but Bailey then Zappi, he did did terribly. Bailey Zappi is more physically limited than Mac Jones, which is saying I, something because Mac Jones is not like he's a yeah, gifted yeah. athlete. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Eli Manning out there. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, you you've got this. Far, yeah. So now yeah. you've got this. <laughs> Eli just, pre Super Bowls. Yeah. So he just played this quarterback by committee, which I can't believe that Belichick almost did a quarterback by committee thing. Not exactly, but still, it was like you brought Mac Jones in, he fucked up, and you pulled him. That doesn't seem like a confidence builder for either of those guys, especially when Zappy came in and didn't do well. That's his first loss. Yeah. Can Zappy handle that? I don't know. It's so tongue in cheek. I've been going uh, Jets. I, I'm calling the Jets because it's fun to say. Like you, Matt. I actually think the Jets have it in them to win. You know, even without one of their I mean, their biggest pieces, Brees all out. The, the biggest question is the offense. But but you know what? They brought in a solid running back. Uh, a vet running back to help yeah. out. Like yeah. maybe their O line is better than we're giving them credit for. Maybe it's not just Brees Hall. Yeah, you know, this is going to sound beyond the pale, but I think for the first time in his career, Belichick doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And I, I, I'm, I'm going Jets as well. I don't know that. I don't think that it's he doesn't know what he's doing. I think that he can't. It's a lot more complicated that he's dealt with in a while, and and he's. He's doing things with that team that are probably better than most could do with that team. Let's also be honest here. But it's not a perfect scenario. Salah has been a... I, I liked him a lot as a defensive coordinator mm-hmm. for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I liked his hire as a head coach last season. Probably didn't want to start your rookie so fast at quarterback last season. And he's had some ups hey. and downs as a starter this year. Hey. But I think Salah's <laughs> riding that ship. And yeah. I think the defense is starting to play with the energy that he used to have the 49ers defense playing with. And that is something that can get the whole team fired up. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I yep. love his enthusiasm. When a big play happens, he's like oh, yeah. Belichick. Oh. You never oh. see a change on him. I no. love the coaches that are like, yes, and fucking get into it. I think it's awesome. I think it fires up the team. So, yeah, I'm saying Jets, but not by a lot. I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say uh, we'll go with 20 to 17 Jets. I think more like 17 10. Okay. Still, still the Jets. Yeah. In the Battle of Pennsylvania, oh, oh. the Steelers go to Philadelphia, to get the and they're going to get the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're going to get the shit kicked out of them, but Philadelphia's defense 
is still going to be a problem. I think I think it's not going to be a perfect game for Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts is going to get picked. He might also get almost picked another time. Uh, like like like, it's going to be scary. Like that 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 defender is going to like be there and drop it. Like like and, last week for the Steelers and Hurts. It, like it, it's going to be the best thing for Hurts ever. Like oh shit. Like that was my fuck up, and that could have really cost us a momentum shift. I think they're gonna do, they're gonna they're gonna do so much more offensive. But still, Pittsburgh defense, especially in that backfield, one you know is fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I, I, I well, like we always say be. week after week, like that coach always gets his team ready to play. Yep. Yeah. Like Tomlin he, does. he's missing the pieces. He knows he's missing pieces. Doesn't fucking matter. We're going to play with the fucking hand we're dealt and we're going to show up. This is not a good week to have any Pittsburgh offensive players on your fantasy team. That Philadelphia defensive line is legit. Yep. They just got another influx of talent with Robert Quinn. Yep. And I do not see how they protect them. I, I see Philadelphia winning this by at least 10 points. Yeah, I see uh, a high scoring, like 34 17. Does anyone know the last time the Steelers have won in Philadelphia? Oh, I do not. How many years in general, if you had to guess? Five. five it, it's been like five years since they won? I would, yeah, just guess in general. Five years, Brian? I'm going to throw ten more years on top of that. Fifteen. F- Fifteen years. Matt, you got anything? Eight. 1965. Oh. Wow. 1965. I was closest. All right. It's still off by 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Eagles. Wow. Yeah. Eagles win. This is my upset pick of the week. I I don't know why. I just think Pittsburgh pulls something out of their ass and and hands the the Eagles their first loss. Does your Eagles fan JD owe you money so you're going to bet against them? No. I just, like I said, this is (laughs) is my one, this was my upset pick of the week. So I, all right, so that that crazy number of of uh, 1965 that the Steelers haven't won in Philadelphia, uh, that's nine games. Yeah. So sure. Let me throw that out there. But, okay. You know. All right. Tennessee travels to Houston. Tennessee might be without their starting quarterback. Might have to have Malik Willis going. Uh, Houston. Uh, the Raiders just did bad things to them last week. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I do not see... Texans, show me on this doll where the Raiders hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wherever Josh Jacobs ran is where they hurt them. Um, I understand that Houston comes to ready to play, and I understand that they do have Brandon Cooks, and they've got Damian Pierce. Uh, I see Tennessee winning this game. It's going to be close because Tennessee doesn't blow out anybody mm-hmm, anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say uh, we'll go 20-17 to 17 Tennessee be on the back of uh, King Henry. I- Willis Willis starts out. He gets uh, gets a little nervous out there. Does some really dumb things, and then writes the ship. Recognizes that the running game's all about. He can run, you know. He'll do plenty of that, I'm sure. Uh, but then starts seeing seeing that that short distance pass open up to him. Uh, same thing. Like it's gonna be not a game to watch for sure. I feel like this is gonna be an ugly game. Yeah. Just ugly, yeah. ugly. And it's going to be like a 13-10. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll go either way. I think it's one of those, like, whoever has the ball last Ooh, yeah, is going to win uh, this one. Yeah. I just feel like it's going to be really uggy and sloppy. I don't know why. I just feel that way. I, okay. I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a snoozer, but I'm, I'll take Tennessee by 
some form of a score, whether that be a field goal or a touchdown. So not a safety. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the commies travel Indianapolis, take on uh, Ellen, Ellinger and the, mm-hmm. the Colts. Uh, it would be mm-hmm. Taylor Heineke, I believe, at quarterback for the, yep. the commies, yep. which means Terry McLaurin. Get ready to rumble. Uh, I do not see Indianapolis really having much of a chance in this game. As odd as that is to say, I, it's not going to be a blowout, awful thing, but I say Washington wins by seven. I'm going to say uh, yeah, 21-14. I feel like that's the game. Like If you're watching it, you're like, this game is so boring. And you'll watch the whole game. And at the end of the game, you're like, it's 34-28? How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> but it seems so boring the entire time, you know? But I say Washington, yeah. Uh, I, I think that uh, Jonathan Taylor has a stellar game. He carries the team to a win. Washington ends up falling apart. They, they've got, sometimes they do really great things, and other times they're just, they're absolute trash. Uh, I think it's a garbage game to watch. For no reason, Indiana wins it. I, I, Shit game. I, I'm going to Indianapolis. I think Sam Ellinger is going to play out of his mind for one game and then implode the rest of the season. But I think this is just, it's his time to shine. No one has tape on him. Yeah. You I'm know. going to Indianapolis. Yeah. That's right? a good point. Yeah. 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 He's going to pretend like the commies are yeah. Texas no, Tech I, Red I, Raiders. Yeah, I think he's going to have And he's got Taylor to bail him out, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if, if you got to start one game against That's Washington, true. great. It is prime yeah. for Jonathan Taylor to just fucking blow it out finally, yeah. you yeah. know? If that Colts offensive line can finally put a game together. Yeah. yeah. They've had yeah. a lot of injuries yeah. this yeah. year. And then I think they'll suck the rest of the season. But, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, we then have the 49ers, who I think we could still go back to calling the 29ers almost at this point, because now the, they're without Debo Samuel. the 34 Yeah. Well, actually, they got a lot of their starting defenders back yeah, this week. Yeah. <laughs> but they travel to L.A. to take on the reeling Rams. Rams defense still playing well. The offense, basically defense is saying, fine, throw the cup. Yep. No one else is going to do shit. Garbage for no reason. Yep. yep. Uh, the run game has been terrible. Their offensive line has been terrible. Awful. San Francisco oh. is angry after that loss to KC last week. Mm-hmm. I, I do think McCaffrey is much more integrated in the offense this week. No Devo Samuel means Brendan Ayuk, George Kittle, McCaffrey, uh, I see San Francisco winning this one pretty handily. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say 28 to 13, but I'm worried it could be worse. I, I don't think handily because I do respect the defense of of Los Angeles. Um, but I, if you told me the start of the season that Christian McCaffrey was now on San Francisco. Before the season started, I would say, ooh, I think the like, Rams oh, can still take it. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with the Rams. They're Last broken Rams all could. over the place. Yeah. I, exactly. San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. I say Francis. Fran- Jesus. San Francisco. Francisco treat. Um, and, like, uh. like, what have you said? Like, that Rams O-line is just fucking Swiss cheese. Yeah. Um, Going against a very good San Francisco defense. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the Rams third string quarterback is, but I think he sees playing time. I think the Niners put a fucking herd on every QB the Rams put out there and just demolish them, like 45 to 10. Demolish them. Oof. Oof. I don't know That'd be fun go, to watch. I don't know if I'd go that bad, but yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't know what's going on with the Rams. I, I think San Francisco with, with relative ease just takes this. Okay. 
Which brings us to one of what I consider one of the more interesting games of the week. I know it really the Giants is. going to Seattle in a in a battle of two teams that really Wait, are these teams guys, good. <laughs> these teams are competing for the lead in their division. Like <laughs> preseason, you've been like fuck off. If you if you if you erase the first three games, these teams, you would say we have to watch them on TV prime time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If it wasn't. The Green Bay Buffalo game on Sunday night. This would be a prime chance to flex. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Pushing to Monday. If you could flex that, sure. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a tough one to call. The Giants' defense has played so well. Their offense has done just enough. Uh, they have limited uh, Danny Dimes' mm-hmm. mistakes mm-hmm. so far this season. Uh, the lack of DK Metcalf is hurts. However, Kenneth Walker. Running real well for Seattle. Yep. Kenneth Walker the third Esquire, the mm. motherfucker, is <laughs> is one of the best fantasy guys out there. He's something in his past like two weeks, I think. He's number five in, in fantasy. Points, I know. Uh, that includes quarterbacks, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it says a lot about how offense has been playing this. This has been that an also, ugly year does, so far. That for does football. speak to offense on the QB side also, but still. Holy shit! So yeah, sure. You're you're no DK Metcalf, uh, but Seattle's defense also playing well. They got they, some they, young yep, playmakers yep, that yep. rookies that are playing very well for them. <sighs> I gotta make a pick though. I'm going home team, not by much. I'm saying twenty to seventeen Seattle, but it's gonna be a hard fought game that comes down to the end. Scotty, you know I want the Giants to win. I do want them to. win. I want them to win. I don't think it's gonna happen. I, much much respect. I, I can't I can't fault you for it. Uh, what Seattle's doing right now is really really fun. Um, if it wasn't the Giants, I'd have a hard time not picking Seattle. I gotta go Giants on this one. I gotta I gotta root my team. Um, I like it. I but like it. Uh, but man, like like I'm I'm not happy about this matchup at all. Dude, I'm with you. I'm going Giants seventeen fourteen. I just I love the streak they've been on. I'm, yeah. Can we just say also, if Geno Smith hadn't been drafted by the Jets, would the arc of his career have been different? There's a good chance. I mean, there's a lot of QBs that you can have that conversation yeah. with. But yeah, I'm just saying, with him like in particular, right Jets. now, yeah. yeah, he went to a terrible Jets team, looked terrible playing, had to be a backup but, for a long time. But if Gino, more about playing quarterback, if Geno Smith is a system quarterback, and maybe the system is just very good, and you get dropped into a really good system. And I'm not trying to talk shit about Geno Smith. He's just had a weird trajectory. I'm talking more about Russell Wilson on this yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, do those parts make sense? Geno Smith blowing up when he steps into a place that, that Russell Wilson was killing it at, is that what's happening? Pete Carroll is just a fucking QB whisperer. He's like, here's how we do this. Yeah. All right. So. Sunday night game. For those of you that don't know, we are not just a podcast. We also do a live stream on Twitch. It's still half the distance live. You can find us at 8 o'clock Sunday night on Twitch. Half the distance live. We cover, do a barroom commentary. Basically, the three assholes you would sit next to at a bar. Sorry, four assholes you sit next to at a bar. And shoot the shit about the game that's going on and whatever else comes to mind. That being said, it is Green Bay traveling to Buffalo. I think that this is going to be an unfortunate game for Aaron Rodgers to be like, I was, as of last year, the MVP, <laughs> and now I am watching the MVP. 
And it's kind of one of those games where because of the lack of, of weapons that Green Bay has, he's going to be looking across the field and seeing what was his past. Not running the ball like Josh Allen can. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong yeah, here. Very different quarterback. As far yeah. as throwing the ball, having weapons to throw to, I think this will be one of those games where Aaron Rodgers sees what he used to have and what he probably won't have again and that Buffalo is going to wreck shop. It's rare that Vegas odds go over 10 points. Ooh, what are they for this one? And the fact that this is the fucking Sunday night primetime game and Vegas has 11.5 points Buffalo. Woof. I mean, it's accurate. And by the way, they're fucking low-balling it. Also, Josh oh, yeah. Allen doesn't shy away from the spotlight. The the, the bright oh, lights of the primetime no. doesn't bother him. No, he's he's embraced it. He's at home. Let's go Buffalo. It's it's gonna it's gonna be a murder. It's gonna be a murder. I think especially this game, like unless you're a Bills fan or you live in New York, you don't realize how often they're already shoveling. You're getting volunteers to shovel snow off the bleachers, <laughs> yeah. right? And it's gonna be a nice fucking day. It's not snowing and shit up here. It'll yet. be about like, well, and obviously <coughs> the team coming in. This is not a team. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, to cold yeah. weather yeah. either. But for as a Bills player, you walk out to that field, you're like. It's a fucking nice day to play some football. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like by the time they hit the field, it's going to be like like forty five yeah, or whatever. Right. You know? And they have arguably yeah. the That's best good. wide receiver in football. With arguably, I, I don't even know about arguably. I think Josh Allen this play at this point is playing like the best quarterback in football. With a very good defense, who's yeah, they're missing some pieces on the defense in the defensive secondary, but not enough for these rookies and, and Green Bay to take advantage for of. Tre'Davious White to come back. Yeah. So and I mean Von Miller. Oh, that nice that, addition. That Buffalo oh, nice defense addition. is. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is not feeling super comfortable about dropping back to pass in this game. No. Um, I, well, I was saying before, like, like you know, I was talking to some other football people that really follow football, and they're convinced that Aaron Rodgers is going to walk off retire at some point this season, where he just like during a game's like fuck it, I'm done, and just fucking leave the stadium. It could be this game. It could be this game. Fucking, you know, he gets hammered three, four times really fucking hard by that Bills defense. He's like, fuck this. I'm going to go live in a yurt and do a bunch of drugs, you know? One of the craziest (laughs) things is, so I have Singletary on my fantasy team, and uh, he hasn't ever had high numbers for his projected. Not this season. Not this season. Not this season. Um, In fact, the only time he's had anything spectacular was week three against Miami where he put up 24 points. Otherwise, his highest was 14, he had an 11, he's had some 8s, a 4, a, a, under 6. I actually see him having a big game. They have they have him listed as 16 yeah. against Green Bay for, for, for that, you know. And you know why? I know exactly fucking why. Because Buffalo's going to run the fucking score up so early that it's going to be like, all right, we're good. Hand off. Singletary. Hand off. Hand five off. yards, Singletary, you, you ten so, yards, you Singletary, so, but five yards. They could yards. also be like, "Hey, Singletary, we're going to save for the end of the year." And put oh, they, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, hundred, hundred. They got a lot of depth yeah. everywhere on that but, team. They're but, really good. But for someone who hasn't, who hasn't really like his, like, like he's averaging eleven point four, and they're going to say over sixteen. That literally speaks to how much Buffalo is going to get ahead and be like, "All right." Prevent, baby. I, I know the three of you have listened to me be cautiously optimistic about the Bills for half a season. I, I mean, for the for, for since we've known you, yeah, yeah. 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 This is the first time where I'm like, this is going to be a bloodbath. I, I, oh, 
I think that Uh-oh. Josh Bucks, Allen. Packers are going to win. I'm changing, I'm changing my pick. I'm changing my pick, too. I'm changing my pick. No, I, I, don't, I don't think that Josh Allen is going to finish the game. I, I think his, his ass will be in a jacket on the bench by some point in the fourth quarter. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I will say this. Weird, but he was a little injured to start the season. Uh, they had just had the bye week. I can see this actually be a game where Dawson Knox. Show, yeah, like he's yeah. an athletic tight end, and like Green Bay might do a lot trying to slow down the uh, the, the wide receivers. I I, I could see Dawson. And he's Knox, played and he's a little a, hurt most of the season. He has been, and, but I think the last yeah. couple weeks he's got a chance to heal up. I think this could be a big game for him too. That'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're all picking Buffalo to run shop over Green Bay. The Monday night game: Cincinnati travels to Cleveland, Battle of Ohio. Uh, no Jamar Chase, and I say this week no problem. Yeah, I don't think it I say T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd uh, do awful things to the Cleveland defense, and I can actually see Joe Mixon having a big game on the ground in this, too. I do not see Jacoby Brissett being able to do enough, especially without David Njoku. I know Amari Cooper's had a good season so far. The only option for Cleveland is to slow the game down so much by handing the ball off consistently to Chubb and, and to Hunt that Cincinnati barely gets on the field. That's the only option I could see for Cleveland That's winning this probably game. probably their playbook. The, yeah. I don't know how they do yeah, anything like else. Keep their offense off the field as much as possible. Yes. Yeah. However, I still see Cincinnati by 10 to 14 points. Yeah. I, I think uh, Joe Burrows is going to, by third quarter, be like, I'm going to throw this with my eyes closed and see what happens. Right. I'm going to do a no-look pass. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Completion I, for I, touchdown. <laughs> I, I'm with you guys at Cincinnati by at least a touchdown. I'm picking the upset. Oh, oh. I'm picking the upset. Uh, I think because of that mentality that Joe Burrow, in, he's he's just finding his rhythm again, and I get it, but it's fallible. And especially that O-line is also fallible, and I think that Cleveland can pressure that. I think Joe Burrow's got the scrambles going on, and and Cleveland keeps them just fucked up enough that... that Cincinnati's not getting those good looks. And it keeps them scattered for the first half. They they start making some comeback, but Cleveland's able to put some points on the board. They're able they're able to use their their weapons as they have, get some solid points. It's gonna be a twenty to seventeen game. I'm picking the upset. Alright. Nice. And it's gonna be the best thing for the fucking Bengals. Going into to have that the, awakening exactly because they they they, <coughs> they we were talking about the get right games and it did happen and it happened big, but fucking big for your britches too soon like, don't sleep on Cleveland's defense. Okay, assuming Miles Garrett is, yeah, yeah if he's not, if he's not, then I will be one hundred percent wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is our show for the week. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. As always, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. If you uh, enjoyed the podcast, uh, give us a like, give us a follow. If you didn't like the podcast, get in the comments. Tell us what you like, what you didn't like, what we're doing wrong, what we can do better. Uh, as I mentioned before, Sunday night, 8 o'clock on Twitch, half the distance live. I'm going to interrupt really... real quick. Also, you happen to be watching the Syracuse-Notre Dame game. Oh, And oh. you look... Deep in, 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 in the fucking 
back bleacher in the into middle the, of nowhere. Into the abyss. Into well, the well, abyss. Well, we don't have prime seats on the 50-yard line. And you see... <laughs> they don't know who we are, apparently. And you see some black jerseys out there that say, half the distance live. That's us, baby. Absolutely. That's us. Be the first uh, NCAA football game I go to since I left Lubbock, Texas. to oh, and watch. And watch I believe it was the Oklahoma State coming to Lubbock to play the Red Raiders. This right is the last on. time I went to see a, right a college football game. Win or loss? Uh, we won. Nice. Um, I was severely hungover and. Chucker. Uh, well, I was drunk again by the end of the game, so. Chucker. Yeah, yeah, of course. This all checks out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Math checks. It tracks. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Look for us. Who knows? Never might, we never know if we might show up. It is a televised game. Syracuse uh, has Notre Dame coming to visit, so it should be interesting. Um, I see Syracuse winning that game also, by the way, if you want my prediction on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but again, Sunday night on Twitch, half this is live, 8 o'clock. Uh, we will be covering with our patented barroom-style commentary. It's going to be necessary when you watch Buffalo blow Green Bay out and you recognize that it's kind of a boring game because it's such a blowout. Yeah, and if you have never listened to our show before, the idea is not to turn on Twitch and watch us. The idea is to turn on the game on your TV, turn down the volume, grab your cell phone, your computer, whatever, put on Twitch, turn the volume up, and we will be the commentary for you because no one wants to listen to Chris Collinsworth. And, God, I mean, Mike Tirico, I'll give a little bit of respect, but Chris Collinsworth, oh, I almost threw up just saying his name. Uh, but thank you very much for listening to the podcast. As always, I am Matty Fax, joined by Scotty Stats, Brian the Professor, the great Scott Hunter, Pepe Le Pierducea. Thank you for listening. We hope you all have a wonderful weekend of watching college and NFL football. We'll see you later. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed it, give us a like, maybe a follow. We're also available on multiple uh, social media outlets. We have TikTok, Instagram, a Twitter account that we probably never use. It's all under Half the Distance Live. Also, every Sunday night during the football season at Half the Distance Live, we stream ourselves on Twitch. Making fun of everything we can, taking shots of whiskey, drinking beers, smoking cigars, and generally just having a good time making fun of Joe Buck. Come check it out.